Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to episode 55 of the Roker Report podcast, our first one back since the winter break. I'm joined by Connor Bromley. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm the only one here not ill, so happy days. Did you get anything nice for Christmas? Any Sunderland-related gifts? Uh, I got Pierre Reed's book. That was the only oh, Sunderland. Really yeah. Did you? I'm not ready yet. We've got Gav as well. Alright, <laughs> I've uh, looked at the photos in the middle. Very good. Everyone does that. Uh, worst part about that present, though, I actually bought it. Like, I got given money. Like, oh, I don't know what to get you. Go and get your own presents. So I got the book and I don't even think I've looked at it. I think it's bad when... Uh, it spoils it when you when you look at the pictures in the book before you've read it, I think. Spoils it. Mm, spoils it. Yeah. That's because you're like, reading read. picture books, though, isn't it? Yeah, I'm, I'm still <laughs> colouring in, so... Alright, so we've signed somebody today. We've signed Jake Clark Salter, who... That, that name's going to be a handful, like, definitely. Had- Still can't get my head around it. In his he's got a hyphenated first name as well. It's Jake Liam space Clark hyphen Salter. So that is that is odd. That can you imagine what like, everyone's dad's going to be like trying to pronounce uh, that? Uh, imagine the announcer, the ground trying to announce. <laughs> he struggles with most names in my mind. Double <laughs> double barreled. What do we make of him then? I haven't. To be honest, I've I've only read about man. No, nothing really. Pretty much the same. Like yeah, I've never seen him. I think I think the uh, the article we've got up on the site, Mike. Uh, give people a little bit of clarity on who he is because we've uh, spoke a couple of journalists who've watched him play a fair bit so you know they've provided some insight I mean um, it would appear that he's pretty good with the ball not the biggest lad mm. not the quickest but um, comes with plenty of promise I mean I remember when when we first brought the news on the site I think it was Friday um, Chelsea fans were tweeting us to tell us you know oh, he should have got a chance with our our first team and never did it's always good when a team says that Aye. Um, but I, I guess people have just got to look at it this way we're, we're desperate for fresh faces just anybody really and uh, he provides that at least and hopefully he's the first of many you know it's um, if, we, if we look at the, the guy that we've got in charge of recruitment now Neil McDermott these are the type of transfers that were kind of expected from him, you know, young players coming from top academies because that that's his expertise really. He was when he was working at Adidas, he was um recruiting people to endorsement deals uh at a young age, so he knows a lot about young it, players. It doesn't look like we're gonna sign anybody permanently either, does it really? No. I think we're pretty much screwed on that front. Um mm, mm. which well I think if we do get anybody it'll be as a result of selling one or two. Yeah. Um yeah. there was a suggestion today that um, Fabio Barini might be sold early to a different club, but that's been quickly quashed. It was a rumour that 
turfed out in uh, in Italy. Um, yeah, the, the buyout clause, Milan's buyout clause, is only six million pound at the end of his loan or something, isn't it? So it's not it's not a huge amount. I mean, it could help us manoeuvre a little bit, but probably just pay off the fee we paid for Barini. <laughs> six, six million euros is the is the apparent fee. Um, so it's five point three million pounds, isn't it? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I don't, I don't think it's going to do us any. I, a good point was made last summer about all of that. Um, you know, we aren't going to have another Jordan Pickford to sell this summer no. um, which is why so many players are out on loan because next summer they can be sold Gilabodji um, Barini Lenz Kazri you know. it makes sense as well from I don't want to go all uh, accountancy but from a tax perspective they don't want to make all that money this year because they have to pay more tax on it so if they make it next year yeah. then it splits the profits over two but years I think, I think in terms of this window really we've got Kone and Dong if we're lucky um I mean, even then, I'm saying if we're lucky, I think we'll be lucky to sell Corny. Really, he's barely played for the past year, and mm. when he has played, when he has, he hasn't been, been very good. And he's 29 year old coming up. I think he's. Uh, I think he's, he's missed the uh, he's missed the boat, Corny, hasn't he? Really, with the uh, with the Everton completely. Um, but I think you know when when Sam Aldice was asked about him, he kind of played it down. I think that was him being clever because he knows mm. if he if he waxes lyrical about this fantastic defender that Sunderland have got. It might drive the price up a little bit. So he played it down and he said, look, um, he hasn't played very much recently, he hasn't played particularly well, blah, blah, blah. But I think come come the last couple of days of the transfer window, you might see a bit of interest there from Everton. Because mm. Allardyce, he's mates with his agent, and he? Aye. And that's part of the parcel of when you have Sam Allardyce as your manager, where this comes, you know, he, he likes his bonuses that he gets from buying players from people he knows. And like they've just signed somebody from... Turkish side there for 25 million euros I'd never and, heard of him um, nor me but apparently it's a client of one of his mates it, so there we go it's all about um, who you know not what you know it seems these days yeah. the thing is though the players he gets are good I mean, he gets yeah, Corny yeah. for 4 million he's going to make Corny the player that we oh, have he, he works with him he works with him as well like he, he seems to be able to kind of work with problematic players Gav, Gav's phone going off yep. to, to oh, it's yeah, a rugby mistake however you want to be it's Twitter as well so we'll go to we'll go to Twitter for some reaction for the Clark Salter deal we've got Chris Swintons who says at the moment I believe that anyone particularly a young up and coming international player would like to come and play trade for us I hope he gives it everything he's got I agree however it'll be interesting to see whether he's ruined or not in like three months time <laughs> it's surprising that Chelsea are like willing to throw somebody into the deep end here because it must be known in football that this is a nightmare well, look, at, look at Galloway uh, the thing is, he's one of many, many players that Chelsea loan out. They're not really bothered. It's like a farm, aren't they? Ah, oh, yeah. It's I suppose we might have been the only championship team that wanted him. So. No, no, I wouldn't even say that. I think, I think um, we've probably, probably had this deal lined up a while. Actually, mm. um, like I said before, you know, McDermott, who's in charge of recruitment now, probably knows them very well and knows people who know people. <laughs> That's just the way we're gonna. That's the way we're gonna operate in this window. I think we're gonna have a few more just like this lad. Mm. Coming in, there's 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 been uh, some stuff on our site today again, and Mecha, the Man City striker, um, apparently wanted by us. So there's another again name. a player I know nothing about. Um, I don't either. Top scorer in the in the team in the under 23s mm. I think. Mm. Big part of the side that won the under twenties World Cup. Yeah. Um, they all seem to be coming from the same sort of area that sort of age group uh, Lee Barker comes in and says that he's concerned that of all the players are linked so far that they're all young lads um, and there's a lot of pressure uh, to get us out of a hole on, on the young shoulders type thing I kind of agree with that but I'd rather see us place kind of an emphasis on youth even if it's loans than paying overpaid inflated wage packets what, to, to jobbers you know what I mean when we brought in what McManaman and Wilson 
where you all went good signings like every single person though did and were like yeah, you yeah. know the players who are fringe Premier League Championship players and we brought them in probably give them a big wage for the fact that we didn't pay anything for them up front but they haven't benefited us so maybe the route will go down now where it's going to be similar free loans essentially I just hope the lad stays fit as well because like we just seem to sign injury prone players yeah uh, I, I think when you're, when you're talking about the somehow window as well you've got to take into account that we took Galloway as well mm. and we all thought that would be a good deal for us and well, Gal- Galloway, came, Galloway came higher rated than Brown he did um, it's all about if, you've got to take into consideration what Chris Coleman says really and he talks a lot about I just want people who are in the in this you know to, to work hard and are in the battle with, there's a comment after the game the other day about not want kittens in a dog fight aye, aye. Um, he doesn't care how old they are he just wants players who are willing to come here and battle mm. Um and I think, I think irrespective of age, it, he's, he's not really particularly bothered. He just wants players who are really um, see this as an opportunity to to progress, really, because you you know this, you've got this lad here, the centre half. I mean, does well at Sunderland, he'll earn himself a Premier League move in the summer. Yeah, um, it's worked you know. for us so often in the past as well. The loan market, I know it's, it's hindered when the fact we couldn't build a team, but the amount of good young loan players we've had in the last. 10, well, but even, since even Evans, the last, last time we were in the championship, Simpson and Evans were two of the players that turned, turned our season around yeah. for me. Yeah, no um, And you know, no, they came here with no expectation at all. Look at Johnny Evans now. Obviously, he uh, uh, yeah. should be at a, a, a bigger club than West Brom. I would well, he, there's news today. Could be, yeah. News today that he's off to either Arsenal or Man City, isn't it? So uh, Man City's the one who's been desperate for him since the yeah. summer. I, I think he'd fit into that Man City side very nicely as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, you, you mean, I mean that. that players like this this Clark Salter guy he's got to look at stuff like that and think you know Sunderland has done a player like Johnny Evans the world of good in the past why couldn't I do the same mm. um, I, I guess the proof will be in the pudding he's got to come straight into the team and and and, and work I guess um, we haven't got any left footed defenders I don't, as far as I'm aware so you know that spot's open for him if he's prepared to take it he's going to come in and play I would imagine because why else would Chelsea let him go mm. um, but on the flip side you, you've got to take into account he's inexperienced he's only ever played league football one appearance for Chelsea I think about a year and a half ago um, and then other than that he's played a bit of football for Bristol Rovers in League One uh, he's, he's played he's got he's got 13 professional games at club level to his name he's got 12 at Bristol Rovers one at Chelsea and then he's got what 21, 21 England under 20 under 19 and under under 18 caps so yeah. he's not exactly so he's had to make his mark isn't he yeah, yeah. He's, had to, he's had to show um Show Chelsea, I guess, why he's worth a chance. Not only Chelsea, but anyone else looking looking inwards are trying to make. I mean, qu- quality tends to out, but I'm just concerned that like he will be getting thrown in right at the deep end for for a guy who's pretty inexperienced. I mean, okay. if if he's good enough, you, you're old enough that's and it, he'll be able to exactly deal with it. it. But uh, I'm just slightly concerned. I mean, he's born in 1997. That's scary. That's <laughs> that's scary. He's really a scary. hell of a lot younger than I am. But uh, no, I, th- I think he's. I think he's really. He's he's got to see this as an opportunity to progress his career. Really, mm. um, we we are desperate for reinforcements, like I said before. And why not? Why why not come here and, and make something of yourself? I think that's uh, Coleman's been pretty clear on that since he came. Uh, not just about new players, but the current ones. That this is a fantastic opportunity playing for this football club. And if if you don't appreciate it, then you're better off elsewhere. Simple mm. as that. Um, obviously. I, I would imagine this is something they've been working on for a little while. Uh, it's what seventh or the eighth today, eighth of January. Yeah. Um, so for us, this is pretty early. We don't normally do a business this early in the window. Mm. Um, so I'm, I'm just I'm just glad that 
we've identified somebody we think and improved the side, and we've been pretty quick to get him in. I mean, he's got he's got great pedigree, at youth level. Like, hopefully that translates. He's won the FA Youth Cup twice, the UEFA Youth League, um, and he's been like in and around the Chelsea squad, like pre-season tours and mm. and stuff like that. So. And John Terry's come out in prison before, so you, you yeah, hope yeah. that he'll be able to. John John Terry said he would like him to be his replacement mm, a couple mm. of years back. Said he reminds him a lot of himself at a young age, very vocal, which I think is a big key asset which we could do without the minute. Yeah, I, I mean, I was at. I know we'll get onto it soon, but I was at the game at the weekend at Middlesbrough, and I was very close to pitch side. And I'm not normally that close for games, uh, but my tips were quite low down. And one one of the big big things made me friends notice when we were at the game was. You know, Sun and players don't seem to talk to each other. There's not many, uh, many of them are very vocal on the pitch. I guess that's what you kind of like when you haven't got a Lee Catamull or a Gibson on the pitch. Yeah. Mm. Um, so maybe that, you know, if he can bring that side of things, then fantastic. You know, we, we, we need as many leaders as possible. Uh, I think his pedigree, like you say, at youth level would suggest that he's, he's got a bit of something about him. But, I mean, it's going to count for nothing when it comes to a Saturday and he, he steps out on that pitch. Uh, we've got a huge game coming up. Um, Cardiff are, I mean I know they're on a p- poor run but oh, he's, he's going to be thrown straight into it my dad's um, team Cardiff so <laughs> he's going to be thrown straight into it at the weekend and um, he has hope and he, he, he swims I guess because you know it, it, nobody more than us want, want these kids to, oh, to succeed but Brendan Galloway is a prime example of how not to do it mm-hmm. and I would, like to, I would like to think that you know he's maybe looked at that himself and went you know, I'm going to get a chance here, but I've, I've got to, I've got to be able to swim. I can't, mm. I can't, I can't flounder like some players have. Personally, I, I think I'd quite like to see Coleman start using Embleton, and I know he uses Gooch and Honeyman and Madrid Asoro, but like even Robson, bring him in again. I think it's time to yeah. just start putting your faith in them. It, and frustrating as well, like Falkirk have got um, Andy Nelson on loan, and is it Ethan Robson? No, you, Ethan Robson just played. You're awful with names. I know. I'm terrible. What's Tom Robson. Tom Robson. He scored. He, he scored his first professional goal, and um, Nelson got the assist. And yeah, the goal, yeah. they're going out and proving themselves. It's like, why can't they be doing that? here I know Scottish football's not the greatest, but give um, lads a chance. You know. It, to be honest, though, that level is sort of where some of these lads need to go and improve themselves yeah, yeah, before they true. make it here. Ideally, we wouldn't be chucking these kids in and expecting too much of them, which is mm. kind of what's happened. Like, um, I mean, Maja made a great impact against Fulham. But the last couple of times I've watched him, I've just thought, mm, not maybe not quite ready, ready for it. I don't know if this, I don't know if the system suits him particularly. At the weekend, there was no near enough bodies around him, and he was struggling up against. I mean, Ben Gibson was a was one of the you know top central defenders in England not too long ago, outside the top six, and he was up against him the other day, and I think he he struggled a little bit. But that's yeah. to be expected. He's only he's only young. He's what nineteen year old, really you know. Young. Um, and ideally, you would be letting someone like Josh Madger go out to a League One side, maybe, mm. just to just to get a bit more experience there. But the situation that we're in, we need these lads to be able to, you know, as I said before, swim. Um, Embleton, Embleton, and Sorrow are two for me who maybe could be getting used a little bit more. If we, if we're the situation we're in, we can't really afford um, to overlook anybody. I guess. No. Um, one of the big things for me at the weekend was that. We just lacked any sort of movement, mobility on the break. Um, I was surprised he didn't start with Azora at the weekend. I was. I, I, I thought he'd be I perfect he, that game. I thought he might have started ahead of um, Honeyman, who's played pretty much every minute since Coleman come in. Mm. I, mean, I just I thought mean, he might get, have got a rest. To, to get onto the Borough match, for me, it was disappointing that the performance was disappointing. I accept that, you know, we had, what, 13 first-team players fit and such like, and... You know, it was a bit of a thrown together squad, but just the, the lack of kind of 
lack of any desire. I, d- I just yeah. didn't think they wanted it. I didn't. I didn't get the impression at all from the off. It was that ten minutes in the second half? That was it. A little flurry. Yeah, and and it was once the pressure was off, we started to play a little bit. Um, I don't know who I blame necessarily for that. I think I think we were kind of hamstrung with the team that we put out. I don't think anybody when that team came out an hour before kick off thought we would get anything. Yeah. Um, but you expect them at least to run themselves into the ground. Yeah, there was one pleasing aspect, which was obviously the performance of Ethan Robson. I thought he'd done really well. Yeah. Um, I saw the. I think it was the Sun and Echo gave him like a five or a six in the play ratings. I wasn't too sure about that. Mm. Pretty much everyone out sat round thought he played really well. Um, particularly as the game progressed, and as I say, once the pressure was off, I mean, or I went two 0 up, and then in the second half, kind of just sat back and and didn't really push themselves, oh, exert themselves too much. But it suited Robson. He he got on the ball um, he moved it very calmly which is all he does if anybody's ever watched him that's exactly the type of performance he gave he's not going to pull up any trees nobody's going to watch Ethan Robson play first team football for Sunderland and think god what a player because he's very he's very um, unspectacular tidy reminds us a lot of Jack Colback when he come through I mean I know people might groan at that but that's the type of player he well, is you, he's you, a, sometimes you need a player in the middle that keeps you ticking over that's, that's, that's all he is and I mean if you can put him next to somebody with a bit of energy who can create mm. that, that's a good combination um, there was one moment when the ball come across him and he was kind of going into a 50-50 the, the ball sort of loose coming across to him and he um he flicked it and turned and went the other side of his man and, and received the ball. So that was just really good. Mm. You know, very confident player. Um, and he, he's, he's a good set-piece taker as well. I'm not, I'm not saying we can expect miracles of him, of course, but we need players to start stepping up from the, from the youth side. And he took his chance definitely at the weekend. be interesting to see if Coleman actually uses him against Cardiff. I think it probably depends on such. But um, You'd think he's earned it. Every, yeah. every time the young players seem to build momentum, though, they just don't seem to get like thrown in. Like Azoro played really well against Redden. And then he didn't. I don't think he came on for the next game. Mm. He was. I, th- I think there's two sides though, because you've got to protect them as well, and you've got to guard against yeah. this this unrealistic expectation that they're going to come on and do something every time. Do you know what I mean? I know Madger and Asoro came on against Fulham. And no, you're not wrong. The but game. I, just I think, think it's although we need these players and we are relying on them in a sense. I think it's it's a big ask to to put them from, on and do something every time. But from his perspective, though, if you do something, if you look at the team that's playing really badly and you do something really good. Yeah, you're and then be wanting, you, you don't be, get in the team the next yeah, game. You've got to be wondering again. why is McManaman yeah. in over me when he got sent off street relief last week. Yeah. yeah, I think I think I wrote about it after the game. I think Cal McManaman's maybe ran out of chances for me. Yeah, oh, he, he needs to drop out the side again, and I would probably start a sorrow ahead of him. Um, I just think we're lack the, the problem, problem when you play five at the back. Pace for me, we're lack. Well, that's it. The problem when you play five at the back is that you're obviously to play five men at the back. You're taking somebody out of the midfield on mm. the attack, so. For you to successfully build an attack with a five-man defence, you you need you need to have players who can get forward on the break quickly. Yeah. Um, which is what we we don't seem to have had since we went five at the back. That's what Wales I've, had. Yeah, I've 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 wrote wrote this to I think went up today or yesterday I think it was this morning. Um, but really when you when you look at you look at the way we played at the weekend, we, we don't have any width from the full-backs because they're not quick enough to get up and down. I mean, Oviedo when he did get forward was very very poor against Borah. But you need you need you need to have players in those even in that in that three up front you need to have players with pace who can get forward quickly. I mean we don't have a great deal of technical ability. Where central midfielders aren't going to uh, boss teams. I mean we only play with two in the middle, so we need to have pace up front for me. Mm. Um, and which is why I would probably start Joel Asoro. I am not I'm not his biggest fan. Don't get us wrong. I don't think I don't think Asoro is going to solve all of our problems. But I think until Coleman has 
more options below him. He, he might have to start playing and, and yeah. just just to see if we can get something because I mean Card is such a huge game now. Um, Last time we went there was the two two. Was I, I was there. Were you there? I was. Good was day. Callbacks. Callbacks. That was on New Year's Day, wasn't it? Uh, I think it was the twenty eighth of was December. It? Just a bit after. It was a good game. Though. Well, it was terrible for eighty minutes. And yeah, then and then we alive. Yeah. I I wonder if Coleman hasn't kind of put Soro and Madger in as much because of the injuries they've had as well. I'd imagine he's kind of he's protecting them in that sense. I know they're back to full fitness yeah, now, but you're probably right, especially with Madger. I don't think, I don't know if he can maybe trust the Soro. Um, he gives the ball away a lot. Mm. He's just young and he's yeah, just a, yeah, a young yeah, and of course. Player. I mean, he's, he, you, like I say, you can't expect too, too much of these players. Um, he's not he's not as composed as you would like from a wide player. I mean, we watched there at the weekend. Adama Traore for Middlesbrough was absolutely outstanding. Yeah, it was good. But what the hell was Jason Steele doing? Oh God, I thought we were going to have to talk about him. Uh, yeah, but no, we've got to touch on Steele because. I've never I, I don't remember a worse goalkeeper like Kelvin Davies I think he's just got no com- I, I think he's a bad goalie but I think he's not as bad as what he's shown at the what's, he coming, out? No what's he coming out what's he coming out to try to try and get the ball they trickled into the net it was pathetic it was a it was a an act of a very well, a keeper very low on confidence Aye. I mean like I say I was in the stand very low on brain cells <laughs> as well I was in the stand and every time the ball there was the ball boy wasn't very forthcoming with the ball and he had to keep retrieving the ball himself from the stands which meant he had to face the Sunderland fans and you could just tell he was dreading it like kind of um, then he was getting a bit of booing after the second goal which was to be honest absolutely horrific yeah I don't I don't like the booing but no I, I don't I don't either but I mean fans pay the that, money you that know. was so poor that second goal I mean I I've actually only seen it once, which was obviously live, and he kind of like dove through the air, punched it back into danger, <laughs> and then claimed a foul. That, I, think, I think he's, um, I think he's over eager as well, you know. I think he's just. He's, I, don't, I mean, he's, he's not very good, but I think he 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 wants us to with every act he feels like he has to make some sort of. He can save a shot, but he, he puts it in the wrong place. But he parries it straight back. Yeah, he just like the amount, even the Celtic game in the summer in particular. Oh, I was God. worried straight away because every time he was saving something, if he saved it, Put he was throwing it back into like. He'd done that a few times. Danger. Like, got away with that. Like. Yeah, he's, he's yeah he's all right at saving a shot in the sense of like I can put myself in front of it and stop it, but he he has no control of his rebound, which it's just not good enough for that level. Like at least Reuter can control his rebounds. Well, Halen been rubbing his hands together watching that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's his that's his place and I pretty much solidified he, now he yeah. has though yeah. taken that step under Coleman and if there's any player that's improved drastically under Coleman it, it's right there because he him, does him look at Gibson, yeah. the, the youngster Robin Reuter as I called him the other day yeah. not realising he was 29 <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. terms, though. But he, well yeah. he'll have been rubbing his hands together watching Jason Steele's performance just I've got I've got like I've got a lot of time for for goalkeepers especially because I think when you when you've got when you're the goalkeeper of Sunderland, there's a lot of pressure on you. Like, it's a lonely, lonely the, position. Oh, as well. Because the, obviously <coughs> we concede so many goals, but like we saw last season, what a quality goalkeeper looks like in a bad mm. team. This we've, year seen what we've, medi- start- we've seen what mediocre goalkeepers look like. With yeah, well, that's, I think that's kind of the same. <coughs> right Adam, you know I think right, right at the start of life, yeah, was wasn't very reflective of his actual ability. Mm. We're starting to see what he's more like now. Which, to be honest, he looks a lot more confident. Um, he's still useless at corners, though. He, he is. always looks For like his he's height. He shouldn't be. But he, yeah. I like, I like how confident he is. I like how confident he is with the ball at his feet. I did someone the uh, other day with, you, a, with a nice it, little. Your chain. heart's in your mouth every time he does it. But to be fair to him, he's, he's Mignolet you know. used to do that as well. I remember Mignolet used to always do that turn, yeah, and he, he always got a lot of Mignolet. Actually, there's a lot of there's a lot. There's a worse similarities there. But Mignolet is a key a key example of how confidence can affect a player and how expectation can affect a player. Because yeah. the spotlight wasn't on Mignolet, so he could shine. Now every every move he makes at Liverpool is scrutinised. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, 
you must the only the only real loser out of all of this must be Mika. He must be thinking, what the hell have I got to do to get a chance? Mm. I don't think they must rate him at all. He's like. useless. Have you ever seen him? And because he sometimes comes out to do the warm up and <laughs> saves the shots. Like they bring a third keeper out, and he just he's useless. He doesn't save anything. He just doesn't save that. He doesn't even save James Vaughan. <laughs> the, the, con- the concern, I guess, is that like how long has Steele got left on his deal? You know, it's a three year. We're willing him away here, and he's only <clears> just signed for us. Um, and who's going to buy him? Really? Well, I mean, when you when you consider like how much we have no money now, we spent half the transfer budget on him. Half a million quid on that lad in the summer. What would you get B- with that? Because now? because he was from the area and he was available. Basically, wasn't really much to do with ability. I don't think he but came. He came with some limited pedigree. You know, he really. played, <laughs> played played in the Olympics fucking ages ago. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's, it's just kind of like one of those. Oh, we'll just get him because he's there. You know what I mean? We need a goalkeeper. I could have told them in the summer that he was a shit sign. The same with James Vaughan. Like you, you just don't buy League One quality players and expect them to take the step up, and no. they just haven't. I d- the only the only real positive from Steele's performance again the second half he made a couple of good saves there was one where um, I think it was Casted shot into the ground and bounced up and he tipped it over and there was another one which he tipped wide but I mean that was too late it was too nil down it's, by that it's fair enough if those saves are you know like helping you draw pitch. the game or win the game but when you've already let two howlers Aye. and it's the right immaterial the other end of the pitch as well which is interesting because he was he was in front of the Sunderland fans in the first half that's what he made the howlers like when he made the howlers you could tell he was Shit in his cell every time he come near us, like mm. uh, it was like four and a half thousand right round the goal, and he was bottled, he bottled it. I mm. think basically. Um, other, other than steel, hands of steel. <laughs> other than steel, I think I think Browning did all right. Um, I think uh, I'm probably going to get pelters, but I thought George Honeyman did okay. Was it was it steel dropped that um, that howler on the club's Twitter? Was that steel? Did you see the club? The club's oh, was it the club Snapchat where? Oh, I guess it was. That was very funny. Did the, you where, see that guy? Yeah, where where the, it, got, it got uploaded. It's a, it's a oh, video. Of the, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's his safe like, hands. Yeah, like, nearly palms the ball in the back. Well, it goes in the back of the net. Was that Jason Steele? Was it? That was Steele. Yeah, yeah I think so. I mean, I'm going to credit in the balance of probabilities. It was more than yeah. likely Steele. <laughs> <laughs> we always get pelters, but I like George Woodyman. I'm a, I'm a fan. He, I wouldn't say he played particularly well at the weekend, but it, I mean, it was a very, very poor team performance where nobody seemed to be up for it at all. You, you just got the sense from the players that they, they couldn't, they couldn't be asked with that game. Like, mm. they just wanted to get it over with. Whereas, I thought Honeyman, Honeyman put himself about a bit. I it's difficult when you're that type of player, though, a player who go, constantly goes looking for the ball. It's difficult if your if your teammates aren't as up for it as you are. Because you want you want to pop the ball off as quick as you can to people, and if they're just not looking for it, like Mark Wilson done a very good job of pretending he wanted the ball. <laughs> um, he was he was kind of like getting close and not really asking for it, and then pretend he was disappointed. I don't know. He he done a good job of hiding Mark Wilson. Um, and if you're Honeyman and you and you you're looking for teammates to get round you and support you, that's difficult. And I, I found that a problem with a lot of the games recently. Honeyman um, Honeyman is a lot better. Than people give him credit for. I wouldn't say he was a fantastic footballer. I wouldn't say that he's a game-changing footballer, even. But you know, he's, he's very much up for everything. I think he's a he's a decent championship midfielder. I think he we we've taken a lot of um, I suppose criticism for sort of giving him a bit of leeway. But I just look at the team, and I think at the minute when you look at that start eleven, he's one of the only ones who's come up with any credit this year because he does put in 100% every game you can't say that about anyone else so I've given him a 6 every week what we're getting criticised for is because he's the only one who like deserves a bit of praise for actually giving 100% every game I just, it's a 6 you know what I mean it's not, I know, it's not amazing yeah. 6's I just, I, just, I just worry that kind of don't truly comprehend the situation that we're in 
you know, you, you look at like you look at the amount of injuries, you look at the amount of players who've gone missing, you look at the likes of Grab and Disappear and like Coleman doesn't have a lot to select from. I've got about grabbing. <laughs> but he feels well we haven't even got on that, but he, he feels as though he can trust Honeyman. Which mm. is which is it says a lot about him, you know. It says a lot about about Honeyman as a as a character. He hasn't got a great deal of experience in football, but he obviously cares deeply about playing for Sunderland. At the minute that's more than good enough for me. Yeah, me too. Um, come the summer, irrespective of what league we find ourselves in, that we might be talking about something completely different and it might be a different conversation. But at the minute, we need players like that. We exactly. need players prepared to put a, a shift in. We need players that are prepared to go looking for the ball. We need players who look gutted and we get beat. Yeah. Because that's what I want. If we're going to go down, we have to go down with a fight. Mm. Um, I've I've probably received more stick than most for, for my stance on Honeyman, but I'll be honest, I'll stick by it all season because I just think I think we've got to kind of remember where we're at. If if Chris Coleman was sat with twenty million to spend, we might be talking about something completely different. But he's not. He hasn't got that. I think in an ideal world, Honeyman he does need a rest. You can see that he needs a rest I because he's not. Yeah, yeah, he's not as energetic as he was at the start of the year. He does need a rest, but that's the issue. We don't have anyone to replace him. Like you know, McNair's came back and got injured straight away. Gibson keeps getting injured. Catamore's injured. So you look at the central midfield options, and you're like, well, Honeyman is actually mm-hmm. he's like the only First option. On the and then you look, you look at like he's, he's played. I remember playing right wing back under Grayson. He's played there, centre mid, off the left, off the right. Is a ten. He's played everywhere, and he's done his best. He's done all right in every position. And I mean. Right, if his best isn't good six. enough, <laughs> if his best isn't good enough, then it's not good enough. But at least, at least, at least he's one best. of the ones putting a shift in. Yeah, exactly. I don't um, feel like we're seeing Wilson's best at all. No, and there's probably other players we can name, and we probably shouldn't. But the, you know, Chris Coleman hinted at him at it the other day. There's certain players he feels could be doing a little bit more to mm. to make themselves available to him. Well. When 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 you're faced with a situation like that, everybody at the club must know about it. The, yeah. All the players must talk about it, and it must be the elephant in the room when yeah. the players and management are together as well, and it must create a bit of tension. And until until that problem's eradicated, it's going to be difficult to see any sort of major improvement in results. Mm. Um, which is why I welcome signs like Clark Salter because he's just a new face and he's somebody different, and. We've got to hope that as the month progresses, there'll be more players that ilk. Just young lads looking to prove themselves, very hungry. Um, well, we'll have to send back, surely. No, I think you can have as many loans as you want. You can only name five in a squad. Oh, yeah. is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's so, right. I still think they would probably send back Galloway. It doesn't make sense to keep him. It doesn't. I'm not sure the implications of it, though. You might receive a fine for sending somebody back. Yeah, yeah. I think it's probably Everton, a lot more Everton, com- complicated than we Yeah, Everton might command a fee if we send them back. Yeah. Which we, we we won't want to pay. That's true. Uh, shall we move on to Graben, actually, because he's an interesting topic oh, of glad he's gone. conversation. Uh, you're, you're glad he's gone to see. For me, he's got 12 goals in 19 games. He's received nothing but pelters all season from... I'm not saying I haven't thrown pelters at him as well, but <laughs> and then everyone has this kind of like false outrage when he leaves that he's such a disgrace. And it's yeah, like, but well, he gave up. He so obviously stopped going... Like, in about November, he stopped going who's, for header. Who's going to score goals? For this side now, yeah, but grab just it. for argument's sake. I know he's not the most complete forward, but we're not the most complete team in the championship, and I, we're I bottom. I can see both sides of this. I think so. so can I, I'm just I, playing devil's advocate yeah. to piss Connor off. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can understand the people who are annoyed, and I'm I'm one of them. Actually, I don't I don't know. I, I get I see everything as a Sunderland fan. Mm. Um, 
from my perspective, the job that they have is the most prestigious one that Privileged. you could ever give somebody. Yeah, yeah. So to know that there's somebody in, like Lewis Crabbin who doesn't appreciate the opportunities being given, bear in mind his career before Sunderland, he went to Redden last season, was largely uh, castigated. He put out the side three goals in 16 league games, Aye. playing off the wing, not playing his preferred position. Before that, he'd signed for Bournemouth, the, I think when they were promoted in the Premier League, for him, is that? and didn't score a goal, never in the team. Before that was that Norwich very unspectacular spell. He's come to Sunderland and, and totally rebuilt his career, um, or at least done something to restore his reputation as a as a footballer at this level. And he's not up for it. Sorry, but go. See you later. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not like sad to see him go if he's not going to have the the correct attitude. But I just don't understand this whole kind of the the abusive nature of Sunderland fans when they've thrown nothing but pelters at him all season, and he's decided, well, you know what? I don't I, think I'm, it's I'm fair. Going, to see. I'm going now. We've not then, thrown pelters at him all season. That's like not not all not, not all season, but you know, he's he's, he's coming for yeah, some, he's, he's coming, coming for, for some criticism crit- when he stopped trying. But and it was so obvious have, he stopped trying. And people have said, don't play him, send him back. And he's gone back and people have gone crackers. It just doesn't yeah, make sense. That, that was the two sides of the coin because there was one side of the coin that was happy that he was scoring goals whereas the other side were just seeing that he was one step. How many times are we coming here and being like, oh, it's great that he scored, but... Yeah, he doesn't do it. I just think he's a goal scorer in the championship. We haven't got another one. I know he stopped scoring goals recently, but, I, but where we're going to get a goal I guarantee, from? second half of the season, if he moves to another championship team, he won't replicate that record he had at Sunderland. The record he had at Sunderland, I don't think he is a, at the minute he's on pace for what, 25 goals. He's not a 25-goal striker in this I just think I just think you look at his career, really, overall, and you, you've got to kind of wonder what kind of character he is. Does his face really fit? I mean, he's had a lot of clubs. Um, he hasn't had a great deal of success at them, many of them. I mean, he, he did well when he was at Rotherham, Rotherham initially Bournemouth. at Bournemouth. Other than that, what's he ever done? You know, it, whatever. Coleman came out after. <laughs> Coleman came out after and was like, well, how many of his goals were important ones? We, we only won that, one game that he scored that's, in. That's very true. You know? That's very true. Um, I, it, Which he can't be blamed for that, really, because the defence was terrible. And his he, he was visibly frustrated that the rest of his team and parts of the early uh, season. Because I, just, I just think that it was very clear what, what, the, what had to happen if this team was going to stay up. And I sound like I'm speaking from the future, yeah, but it's very clear that this team has to be a unit. It has to be like Coleman's wheels. It has to be like, you know... They all need to believe. They do. And if, if, if there's a player not buying into it, then they're better off away from you. He wasn't. He was so obviously not buying into it as well. You can tell when the you story broke body about him um, well, going mm. back. Coleman said, Coleman said, didn't he? He said, mutual soon, thing, wasn't soon it? As, he said, as soon as it was brought up in the press conference that... Bournemouth could recall Lewis Grabham we were looking into our options Yeah. so they knew, they knew weeks ago this was coming mm. um, they were just waiting for Bournemouth really to, to, to do it who do we get who do we get to replace them one name from, from each of you that realistically well I, I guess the one that's been linked and Mecha from, mm. from Man City no idea if he's any good no idea if he's going to make a difference is, is there any um, anybody either of you think that we should be looking at that we might not be I think they've got a They've got to look at the sort of low market they're looking, obviously looking yeah, in. We can't it's sign the, anybody permanently unless it's a free. Yeah. Or unless we sell somebody and make a little bit of money back, yeah. which is why I would... See, I'm even sceptical about that, to be well, honest. Well, true. My suggestion would maybe be Kiefer Moore from Ipswich. Mm. Spent the first half of the season on loan at Rotherham. He was only he's a six-month deal. Really well, hasn't he, as well? Scored like 14 goals in League One. Um, Ipswich have recalled him because they want to sell him. He's only young, he's only 21, I think. They've been um, stung by that before with Jordan Rhodes. But the, we, we just need. Well, he's a he's a big physical player. Um, 
they reckon they only want half a million from. We could do a lot the worse. The thing is, though, yeah. you know, the budget though must have because they were looking at saying Ross McCormack in the summer or Jordan Rogers. Uh, that was late. heavily rumored. But they've, they've sent back Grabber now. You got. I think there is a little bit of wages to play in there, so they might be able to get a a decent loan. Like God, a, I forgot about Ross McCormack. But similar to what we got with Grabber, though, you could get a player like him. You know, if Jordan Rhodes is available and they just want his wage paid, could they, could they do that deal? I think. I think like, it's it's probably important to remember like transfer windows tend to kick into life in the last couple of days. Yeah, not effect. And there'll be different players available on the last couple of days of the window than there is now. Um, I think Coleman hinted when he did two, didn't he? Um, maybe up front. So, I mean, if he gets one of the younger lads in, like in Mecha, who's been linked, if he can get him in, and then maybe towards the end of the window, somebody else becomes available, then great. We do need two. Like, I was I don't say, think I'd, I'd like, I'd like somebody kind of, but this is this is kind of clutching at straws and probably unrealistic. But I'd like somebody proven in the championship, and then somebody who's young and maybe we can get excited about mm. who can it's come it's on. Difficult in it because I don't know. Make an impact. Do I, an impact. I, I, don't, I don't even know who would to attract at the minute uh, yeah, that's the thing that the club's got such a kind of bad feeling about it at the moment and, and Coleman is a draw like uh, this is nowhere Coleman's fault and he, but he's got a lot of work on his hands like is, and his hands are tied no yeah, you're not wrong he's got a almost impossible job like if I was playing football manager I wouldn't touch this job like yeah, I wouldn't even fancy in a fantasy world he just he's got so much he needs to do and he's got a squad full of players that I, I would say maybe 50% are committed to the cause like that's not enough how many teams can say that you, you look at the actual quality that should be there and some of the players have got like McGeady and McManamum you would think would be really good but they've been useless for the last three months mm-hmm. well McManamum the whole season but McGeady's really came off the boil at the start of the year he was the only player I had and now we don't really care if he's in the team or not And yeah it's it, look, I think it's it's been said enough we're just we're so devoid of any depth any strength in any area of the pitch. Um, he could do with four or five signings. I think everybody knows that. Six or seven, maybe? It's it's whether he gets them. He, um, ju- he needs to just get them in a position where we can just about stay up by the skin of our teeth and then properly... Well, he, he supposed, didn't he, after the... Um, what was the last league game? God, the game off uh, fast. Barnsley. He supposed after the Barnsley game that we would need to win 50% of our remaining games to stay up. That's a tough ask. We need to get uh, at the minute. It's about forty-five points to steal. The problem is, problem is, is that we've lost so many games to teams around us. Mm. Like, all right, we've got Cardiff next, so we're on a bad run, admittedly. I mean, we've came up recently. We've come across a lot of teams who have been on bad runs and haven't been able to beat them. Cardiff drew to um, Mansfield. Yeah, in the uh, in the cup. That's a bad result. So, I mean, you could. It's down to your own discretion whether you think this is a. Good time to play Cardiff or not. But after after that, well. we've got we've got Burnley, Birmingham and oh, sorry, Hull. Hull well. Birmingham game's been um, moved, hasn't it? Yeah. But I mean, we've got two weeks off after that. Yeah, but Hull are down there with us. Well, Hull are so fourth bottom game. at the minute. Mm-hmm. It's another big um, game. They've got new Nigel Atkins in there. Be it's, uh, it, it's got to the stage now where every game is must win, and I mean, when you're bottom of the division, it's it's about putting together two, three, four wins. Are we capable at the minute? No. Nah, but, long way. But two two games two games left this month. Like I say, the, the Birmingham. Game. So with two games left this month, we've got to get those out of the way. Hopefully, get some players in, and then it's about February onwards. A bit like when Allardyce was here, and we brought in those three players, which totally changed our season. Those three players didn't play, mm. and I remember Kirchhoff played that Spurs game. And it was made, awful. But it was, but, but it was the Man City game. game on the first of February, uh, which changed I, our season. I, for I, me. I remember the um, I remember that lineup coming in and thinking he's put Kirchhoff in at the back, and he he didn't. He played yeah. 
played um, central defensive midfielder and was just brilliant. But that that's kind of the sort of burst we need. When you bring all, we've got what three weeks to to change the squad now. If he if he can if he can even just add four players, it'll make a difference because at the minute the injuries are racking up. We've got no sort of movement in terms of changing players around, being having options off the bench, which a month ago, to be honest, I thought we did. I thought we named a pretty strong bench just three or four weeks back. I can't remember who it was against. I'm interested that um, he, he keeps going with five at the back. Like, I would have switched back to four now because of the injuries. Like, he's playing Adam Matthews at centre-back against Barnsley, and you're just like, that. that's not beneficial to anyone. I don't know whether it's... The pro- problem is, is that, I mentioned it earlier, we're not scoring enough goals. Mm. So it, something's got to be rethought, whether it's his front line or not. But I, I quite like the look. We're playing four. He played four four two the first few games. He he came we'll in. Be Burton playing four at the back. Yeah, and it, I, I thought we looked alright doing that. I think five at the back might be his future plan. But I just think for getting results at the minute, for keeping it simple in a squad that is pretty bereft of quality, making them play three or five at the back, depending on how you're looking, it just seems silly. I, I would be going four four two. He's just saying the centre half, which would indicate that he's going to continue oh, I think with five at the back. I think he will. But I just think at the minute. You know, Adam Matthews was having a really good season at right back. I just think it's or left back. He's been playing. I think, both I think it'll balance out. It'll all come out in the wash. Look, Matthews has played in a couple of different positions recently, but it's all been through injuries, hasn't it? I like Matthews. I do. I, I think, I think he's, he's improved done, a lot yeah, this yeah. season. He's shown good attitude yeah. considering he, he. I mean, he had the had the fans really on his back against. Was it Bolton? Yeah, it was. And he was, he was getting sarcastically applauded. So to turn the fans around from that and to get your head right from that, he's done well. Yeah. I mean, he's a he's a player that Coleman knows well. Does worry is that he never really played for Wales and like, yeah, no, hardly ever. Um, but he, to be fair, when Coleman's been in charge of Wales, Matthews is his son and <laughs> wasn't getting a sniff yet. So yeah, that's the point. But I mean, he's 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 the type of player, a bit like Honeyman. I think he's, I don't think he's particularly um, gifted with quality. But I mean, he's, mm. he's shown he's up for the fight. Yeah. So he got a good got a good him. delivery on him as well. He got that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he got that. Um, the got assist that wonderful from goal against Millwall. Yeah, he did. <laughs> keep that fell in the net. Right, we shall move on to some Twitter questions. We've got Jack Ford who asks, "When Coleman joined, I think we were all excited by the prospect of Danny Ward coming in on loan, but." Has the recent form of Reuter made this a less urgent position to recruit? I would say initially, yeah, but well, we given how crap Steelers like, you probably. But maybe they do need it. It's not like it's not a priority, but like we could yeah, definitely improve. I, I think it's not a priority. I mean, they've even got um, Talbot, who you swear by, has been a decent prospect. And Strzok. Yeah, and Strzok. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that bringing a keeper in is a priority. No, no. I think. Um, I think Raoul has pretty much nailed down that place as first choice. It would be nice to have a really a good competent backup. I just don't, I don't know, I don't know how much better we can get at the minute. Really, Danny Ward. I'm guessing Liverpool probably want to hold on to him if anything because their keeper situation isn't great. Danny Ward's not exactly great. Like he's not. Oh, did he? I mean, he, Huddersfield last year. Yeah, was he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, won the, he, he won promotion with Huddersfield last year. He learned season. something new every day. Um, I think it's a Welshman. You would know that as well. No, no. <laughs> he, he never. He doesn't really play for Wales often, so it's usually Hennessy. Hennessy's another that's one. The worry, it? I mean, you look at how bad Liverpool have been up in goal this season. And he hasn't really been given a look mm. in there. Doesn't get. Didn't get a look in ahead of Hennessy for Wales, who is great at all. Yeah. Um, who's been linked with us as well? I think Many it's just a, I think it's just a lazy link that isn't it yeah. he's Welsh and well, he's, Welsh, he's probably you know I mean? available 
Right, we've got another question from Peter Wilson. Honestly, how do you all feel at the state of the club? Will we ever see the Premiership again? Why do people still say Premiership? I, I wouldn't I know. Don't know. I was going to correct the Premier League. <laughs> not been the Premiership for about 10 years. It's like calling, the calling Premiership. It's not, <laughs> not anymore, is it? Anyway, um, will we ever see the Premier League again? But yeah, also not, will. Not for a while, but also we'll, will. We'll, I mean, we'll get there. These things happen in cycles. It's, right. it's our time to be shit again. Eventually, we'll be back pr- up there challenging for promotion, this, that, and the other. Well, it's football just, is. It's, it's just the way it is, it's exactly. But the I good mean, times will come again. Um, when he asks about how do we feel about the state of the club, very, very despondent at the minute. I'm I'm a little bit worried of that. Um, even though we're pretty much teetering on the abyss, the, the owner isn't prepared to put his hand in his pocket. He's said enough's enough. Um, I just think I just think that I just think that irrespective of what he said in uh, after the sacking of Grace and when he came out and spoke his feelings on the club and this and the other was just, that was just a bloody a group therapy video for well, himself that yeah, was just well, a- I mean he, I think irrespective of what he said in that video I think I think he's got to you've got to analyse the situation and be like if I don't put me where my mouth is yeah this club's going down and it's going to be worth even less well the irony is that he, he rejected the um, the offers from um, the German consortium and the interest from Full Wool 73 but he'll be lucky to even get what they offered now yeah and um, I mean when you go down again you, you're you still going to have Jack Rodwell on your books oh god paying 60, 70 grand a week in League One yeah. I mean the, we have some real issues to contend with if we go down again um, I, I don't even think we need a particularly out. large amount of investment I think if I think if Coleman was given between 5 and 8 million pounds this window it would improve our fortunes massively mm. there are players playing in League One we could sign right now who would massively improve our squad you and you and Sean Brown who um, edits the podcast at the end of it always Rave on about Marcus Madison. How much do you think it would cost to get him? Because he is—he is a tidy he, player. Three, like. four million problem, problem is, is that is the club he plays for. So although Peter Brown aren't a renowned, successful club, of it's, it's not as though they're ever challenging at the top end of League One. Mm. Um, they do have a good record of churning out players for Championship clubs. Yeah. So you look at like, for instance, what Forrest paid for Sambalonga, Dwight Gale when he went to um, Palace. You know, they have a decent record of of developing players. So. And you, you can you can you can kind of look at those fees that were they received for those players and maybe market against the ones they've got now. I mean they've got a centre forward there, Jack Marriott. Apparently Leeds are after him, mm. um, who's got like twenty goals a season. There's only Harry Kane scored more goals as an Englishman this year. Um, you've got to kind of look at the precedent, I guess, and think well he would probably cost a little bit more than we maybe I, want to pay. I don't think he'll be reachable. I don't. <laughs> I don't think anybody. I don't think anybody, any, anybody that, with of, any, of any value really. <laughs> is, but I mean, if like I say, if, but with between five and eight million pounds, Coleman could do a lot with his squad. Mm. Um, but M- Madison's just one example of many players playing leagues now who would most certainly improve us. I mean, we we, we lack pace, we lack strength, we lack height we all lack, over the pitch. We lack numbers, we lack quality. But I mean, I think if you just look at what we, we have flair. got, they're very small, they're very slow players. Um, and like I said earlier, to play five at the back, you need you need you need a bit of pace on the break. There are players playing in the lower leagues who could offer us that mm. and a bit of quality, but it's not going to happen without any money. Mm. And as I said before, the owner has to the owner has to recognise that you know he has a duty of care as the owner of this football club to 
look after it effectively. And you know, that, that's from our perspective, but I'd be probably doesn't see it that way anymore. That's an, that's the unfortunate reality, isn't it? I would like I would like to ask him what he is playing as genuinely. Well, he, I don't think he's he's that detached from it. He's he doesn't care. He's mm-hmm. he's in America. He, he doesn't have anything to do with the day to day running anymore. He's bored of his his pet project. He's, Perhaps, he's probably yeah. not bothered. It probably does, I mean it occupies much of our consciousness because of what we do and the fans of the club we are. But yeah. it probably doesn't occupy his day to day. In the grand scheme of things, he's just got a bit of a irritant financial burden that's not really worth which, which is what he'll see and he's a very rich man so it's not that much of a financial burden yeah, he's, 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 he wouldn't be that bothered I doubt that Ellis Short thinks about Sunderland football that, club yeah, on a daily that, basis that was, that was my point anyway on Ellis Short um, SAFC North Yorkshire asked the question do you think Short will allow us to spend anything during the transfer window or will attempt um, or uh, will our attempted survival be down to loan signs we kind of answered that no, he probably won't spend anything, and yes, we will rely on loan signings. Mm-hmm. I'd imagine. I would imagine. I would imagine that um, come come February the first, you'll, you'll be looking at another Sunderland squad with five new loan signings in it. Mm-hmm. There won't be any permanent signings. I mean, Maybe I know a David, free transfer David Cottrell was linked last week. Another lazy link because he's Welsh and free. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were told, wrote a report, were told that that's not on the table. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty. I think I'm pretty happy with that. You know, yeah, we've Dave already we've got McGeady and McManaman not playing very well. Is he better than those two players? No, he's not. Definitely you know. not. Uh, Cameron Johnson asks, "How do you think we should approach the Cardiff game?" Which leads nicely onto our preview. Connor, how would you, if you were Chris Coleman, if you were Welsh, gloriously Welsh, how, how would you go into the, the Cardiff game? I actually think it's been it's been moved ridiculously for yeah, for television half, half for this, four weeks' notice for, for, for this for the Sky for the Sky gimmick, yeah. which is disgraceful, which is basically Coleman going back to Wales. Not even from Cardiff, it's from Swansea. So to be fair, though, anyway. I'm happy because I'm not going, and it means I can watch it. So yeah, I suppose you have to mess around. I, I, I follow. All for one. Think of the diehards who. I mean, it, it is pretty shit. Like, oh, it is. No, I don't get like, Pretty sure, it, unless you go the night before, you can't get a train in the game now, can you? Well, it'd be like, a, what, 5, 4am bus? When I, when I used to live mm. down there, commuting all the way down there is a nightmare. I used to, I used to have to fly sometimes. Down to the backwaters? And even that was a... Yeah, even that was the end of the earth. Even that was a nightmare. You actually have to go all the way down to Bristol, don't you? I had to fly to Bristol, then I had to get... I, I worked it out one day, I, I ended up getting two taxis, two buses, including a little shuttle bus, an aeroplane, a metro... And a couple of trains as well, all in one day. Nightmare. I couldn't. I couldn't be bothered with going to it. Nah. Rec- I don't think we've sold any tickets either. Well, you, can't, you can't blame people for not going though. Bottom I mean, of the league. Taking everything into account, not just that. I think even well, we've just took four and a half thousand to Middlesbrough. And we're bottom of the league. You know what I mean? I don't think it matters really too much to people. I think it's it's the it's the ridiculous nature of the timing of the game and stuff. Yeah. Um. But anyways, to to answer the actual question, how do we think we should approach a game? Um. Pretty much in the way I mentioned earlier, I think I would maybe. I know there was there was a hint that we might have more than one player in by the Cardiff game, but if we don't, I think he's probably got to maybe give a Soro and Embleton a chance to play. Um, I think he's got to go for the nil nil affair. I think. We got I, think else in. I think we need a win. <laughs> we do need I think a we win. Need to find a way to win. Warnock he's, but I he's, think a, he's a shrewd operator is that Neil Warnock what you've got to do is though you've got to try and get a nil-nil draw and hope that you can somehow score a goal no, Aye. whether it be Nick from a the brick. but, but then mean, it comes down to like a pace so as you say playing a sorrow might I just think we've got to have something that can get us forward quickly well, ever um, since ever since Duncan Watmore got injured we've, we haven't looked like breaking against anybody it's it's, we're, it's we're been so a slow and he was only back for about a game and a half yeah it's, it's, um, Dunk. We, we have to 
dunkster. I would I wouldn't be playing McManaman again. No, I wouldn't either. I think I would drop McManaman. I think he, he should go with the Zorro. I think it'd be a crying shame if he went with James Vaughan up front. I think he's probably got to give Ethan Robson another start. I, I'd, I'd throw him in. I'm me. not sure who's going to be fit by the weekend, if anybody. You would like to think that there would be a couple more players available. The, the only worry would be about playing the likes of Robson and a Zorro is that they've got like Sol Bamber at the back, who's just an absolute machine. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't think Asora's going to get then, much purchase. Then who, who have we got who could? Yeah, who that's could that's a very like, good I point, mean, yeah. James Vaughan gets eaten up by every single central defender that plays up against him. five foot ten target, yeah. man. It's just... It's, well, it's, not, it's not even necessarily just that. Just really because he plays with his back to goal most of the time, he struggles to, to have any impact. He's just a shit he likes a He likes a bite on Twitter as well, does he? He does like a bite. Twitter really annoys me. I liked it when he first signed because I thought he was going to get his head down at work, and he has, but I just don't bite fans. I understand you get stick, but just the last game against Barnsley, I think he lacked a bit of effort. Like, compared to normal, he wasn't as... You know, as much running about and putting stuff about. Yeah, he, he looked. I think he probably regrets coming here. Like, <laughs> wait, he's been linked with the man at Bury. That's it. You know, he's went from probably having the best season of his career to square one with Sunderland. Um, Getting but I mean, he's not. A, he's, I wouldn't play him at the weekend. He's not a championship. I don't know why they bought him because he was just never a championship striker. He, 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 I can understand why they bought him. I think. No, I think maybe we, we all, at, we all, his goal scoring record last season and felt he could add oh, something. You, you know, for for the money we're paying, you can add something exactly. But I don't think. I don't think that we ever for one minute expected to just go into the season with two strikers. No, we didn't. I think, we all said I think when he signed. We all we all said when he signed. If we go in with him as first choice, then it's concerning. But yeah. if he's an option, then fair enough. But all the way down to deadline day, we thought that Ross McCormack was going to sign, you know, <sighs> and he didn't. Oh, we're going to do a deadline day podcast again. You've put him on the spot, yeah. Put him on the spot, yeah. I just uh, thought, you know. Live show went down pretty well. Like, I think it's hard to listen to every episode. I enjoyed myself. Yeah, we'll definitely do that. Right, we'll go round the table for uh, a score prediction for the Cardiff game, please. Bear in mind they haven't won in five. I think they've lost the last four league games as well. 2-0 Drew against Mansfield 2 I'm saying 0-0 I don't, I don't oh, think we'll stand man, a chance you've stolen mine I'm have to prob- change mine now prob- alright I'll take 1-0 Cardiff then <laughs> I'll, I'll take 0-0 I, I think we're going to get beat and the reason for it is that recently whenever we've played a team in a bad run they've beat us mm-hmm. um, Warnock will have them fired <laughs> whenever we've played a team recently they've beaten us <laughs> no but generally we tend to play teams have a bad form don't we yeah, I mean, we'll, yeah. we'll be Forest the week and they were struggling but we didn't really deserve to beat Forest. Had one shot on goal. Well, Bob, Bob, I know, and they looked really good as well. Like, I don't know if it's us, but every time these teams look like, really good, but they look, they look right, accomplished. Jimmy looks like pleased that Heckenbottom's getting some uh, getting some praise. Problem is, yeah. problem is, really, is that pretty much every team in the league, bar Sunderland and Burton, have pace and Aye. guile out wide, and they have a centre forward who can handle the ball. You know, like Birmingham when I saw the they came to the stadium of light, and I thought. They're nowhere near as bad as as the league position suggests. I mean, they they had Sam Gallagher up front. He was brilliant. Yeah, and then Jota and Bogar wide. I think that's a that's a good front three for this league. Is Sam Gallagher still on loan from Southampton? Yeah. Or is he permanent now? No, he's, no, he's alone. He's alone. There's no way Southampton but let him that, go. He's a good player. That's like. the worry. I, I was talking about this to somebody before, and I, th- I feel though we are in a better position than teams like Birmingham recruit. Um, in terms not recruit but I mean attract if we're all going for the same players I would fancy us to get them over Birmingham yeah. but the problem is they already have a decent centre forward they always already have decent wingers we don't we don't have that I'm just concerned because you need goals to stay up and I don't see where we're going to score but at the goals. minute we, we've we that, don't that's why I'm going for the nil we really nil. don't have a goal score and that's that's an optimistic nil nil 
The thing is, how many chances has James Vaughan? I was talking the other day. How many actual goal scoring chances has James Vaughan had since he signed? He doesn't he can't move himself even, into position yeah, to he score. Co- he can't even get himself like he's a chance. Sitters, yeah. yeah, I think I think you've got to remember how lucky we were to watch Jermaine Defoe for the last couple of years. And oh, very there's true. a centre forward who just has unbelievable movement. But you even can, at his you, age, you can, you can kind of judge players against that and look and go. Now I've seen what a good striker looks like for a long time, and now I'm watching one who doesn't have the movement. He doesn't have the the awareness around the box. Um, it stands out a mile to me. Mm. I think I think that Cardiff Cardiff are going to relish playing us, um, regardless of who plays up front, Josh Madja or Vaughan. Doesn't matter. I think I think they're going to they're going to know exactly what team we're picking because we don't have a great deal of choice. They're going to know exactly how to prepare and how to exploit us. Um, and until we get new faces through the door, I don't see how it changes. So that's why I've went for a Cardiff win. I think I think is is bad at form there in. I think we're probably just as bad. So mm. yeah. well, so we've got nil nil from me. What have we got from you, Connor? I'll say one nil Cardiff, and I'll you're say going two nil Cardiff. Well, we didn't put a three-word review out this time on the Twitter, so I reckon we should do a, a three-word review of the Middlesbrough game from from each of us. If you wanna, if you wanna start, Connor, three words to describe the the Middlesbrough game, or just our current situation in general, maybe. <laughs> Absolutely dreadfully shit. Wow. Gav. Dreadfully. Dreadfully. <laughs> dreadfully. Absolutely dreadfully shit. Um it's getting worse. Fucking pish balls is mine because that's all you need in <laughs> it. It's really. getting worse. <laughs> it's getting worse. Right, I'm I've got it written down then and I've got to remind people of the Thursday podcast where Graham is joined by Mark Poiser. Poiser, yeah. Poiser. To preview for the BBC. Oh, is he? I think so. Fantastic, yeah. yeah. Well, you think so? You just I think so. You might be black. Used to record a podcast. Sure. <laughs> used to record a Cardiff podcast for the BBC. No sound. There you go. So, we'll make sure to uh, to listen up to that. We've got loads of stuff as always on RokerReport.com from our writers. Um, do us a favour, share this pod with your friends. You can subscribe, 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 even not subscribe on iTunes, the Acast app, and of course YouTube. We're Roker Report at Roker Report on Twitter, and we're on Facebook and on Instagram, which we're promised uh, that was my job wasn't it and I just haven't posted anything on every Instagram. week we say the same thing oh, oh, Instagram blah blah genuinely I gave you the login for I know, I know and I just haven't used You've it I'm sorry absolutely now I'm terrible if, somebody want to come forward and be I the one Instagram if, if, you, if you send if you send your make us app- big on Instagram Insta famous if you, if you send your applications into the Roker Report Twitter you might find yourself with the um, Instagram role Anybody, anybody, anybody's better than me because somebody I, needs I, to I've run the gram for the. I got a new report. phone last week and I deleted Instagram off it. Did you? Just because I got sick of the notifications. Oh, I'll unfollow you then. I'm thinking about winding down my social media, getting rid of Snapchat and Instagram, like slowly. Maybe uh, Facebook. I want to keep Twitter. Snapchat. Can you stalk people? Yeah, uh, it was better when they had the best friends. That was so good. Oh, see, that wasn't good. You get caught out, stuff like that. Oh no. Nah. Well. That's if you're a seedy man. I'm well, I'm not a seedy way. man. I'm just saying, you know. Wait, you just said you were caught out. It sounds like you're a bit of a Cause dramas within friendship groups. Nothing to do with me. In the, in the uh, copy household when that was rumoured. <laughs> <laughs> right, on that note, we'll end it because I, I want to eat this second wagon wheel because uh, Connor didn't eat his because he's a, I don't like a little bitch. A little bitch is Kevin Ball wants to describe I, I don't like marshmallows. Who doesn't like... How are you, man? Jammy wagon wheel's not even like a... All right, saws hangers. Well, we will. On that note, thanks for listening. See you later. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. 
That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.